0: Nowadays, practically half of the game aisle is a bunch of Bandai Namco anime adaptation stuff and you know a bunch of different flavors of shooting things in bleak and dreary environments. So today we're gonna uncover some of the early days of anime video games. Hey everyone, welcome to Aging Otakus. I'm Jorge, and I'm here with Eric. Um, and welcome to our our first episode of kind of uh, trying trying some slightly different formats, uh, trying trying a few new things. Um, Eric, how uh, how are you doing today? I'm good, Jorge. How's, how's it going for you? Uh it's not not bad, not bad. Um, it's 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 nice to get back on you know in front of the mic uh, and and refreshed with some of our our cool ideas that uh, that we came up with. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm yeah. I'm eager to see how it goes. Uh, let me take umbrage with you though, because with that cold open, uh, I love Bandai Namco anime adaptations, and also I've started playing Tekken Seven again. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you know I'm kind of in the I'm kind of in Bamco's uh you know corner right now.
0: You're 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 in Bamco's pocket. Yeah, uh, I'm in the, in the you're, pocket you're of on, Big Bamco. You're on the you're on the take. Um, no, the there's height, there's gonna of, be of the Mishima Zabatsu. <laughs> any any unless unless stated otherwise you know um I, we we're you can just assume a lot of what we're talking about is published by bon- bandai i mean the time period we're going for is going to be bandai oh yeah um, we're we're definitely yeah in that wheelhouse <laughs> of bandai and yeah they're they're kind of um they're the disney of their country and industry basically they own that's a good everything
1: that's a good parallel actually have you seen um have you seen, like, what the people in the Bandai factories wear for, like, their uniforms? No, I, I, I haven't. They're heard. in, they're in uh, what's it called, Earth Space Defense Force uniforms. Like, that's what they wear. That's, <laughs> that's their uniform. <laughs> that is awesome. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's, I'm sure it's probably only for, like, the, uh, the Gundam model section. But, like, uh-huh. as an employee, like, your jumpsuit is sort of like that jumpsuit.
0: I... I think it would be hilarious if their uniforms came on like little plastic trees and had to like snap, <laughs> snap them it off, off like yeah. model, model kits every every morning. All their safety equipment. God. Oh. So what have uh, what have you been getting into uh lately? Well, I mean, oh Jesus.
1: Uh, it's been a. I mean, obviously, it's been a while, but um, one of the things I've been getting into for the last few weeks. Um, I'm a big like film nerd. Uh, not not in the pretentious way. But I'm about to talk to talk about David Lynch for a while, so maybe in the pretentious way. Carly. Yeah. Carly, Carly and I um have started watching Twin Peaks because she's never seen it. And um I I live for for season three. So I've been wanting to watch season three again. And so since she's never seen it, we're kind of going through the whole series. Um we're about halfway through season two right now. And I'm just uh you know, I'm just kind of explaining it to her like how season two is gonna pan out. And if you have you seen Twin Peaks?
0: I I've started it and I've I mean I've absorbed a lot of it. I've I want to watch it someday, but I mm-hmm. I, I have not, and that is that is one of my TV um, secret shames.
1: Okay. No, no worries. I mean, yeah, you know, Popudis nerfed. Um Yeah, it's it's season two has a lot of like there's a lot of shit talking within the Twin Peaks community like as in general like people are like oh t- season one is so good and season two is just dog shit but like if you think about it like season one is like eight episodes and season two is like 22 and mm-hmm. a lot of like the sort of like lore that kind of revolves around the uh the Twin Peaks universe that people love now that's all shit from season two so as, as I'm kind of seeing it like I'm kind of looking at it with new eyes that I'm like, okay, season two actually isn't that bad, but I've, got, I've gotten to the point where I think David Lynch has left the production and all the weird shit and scrambling is just kind of about to happen. So maybe I'll come back with the next episode and say like, yeah, season two really is that bad. But as of where I'm at right now, season two is still very good. Season three, I think is probably like the the greatest piece of television that's ever been made. Um, and I say that with, like, no hyperbole, like, that is, like, avant-garde experimental Dang. television. And if you haven't seen it, like, please go see season three of Twin Peaks. It is, it is like, an experience. And some people might hate it, it you know, and it, it's kind of like that because it, it doesn't give you what you want. And it's sort of like a, uh, a commentary on reboots because around that same time, like, you know, Fuller House was coming out. And, like, all these sort of reboots of, like... The Friends reboot didn't happen, but... Uh, or not Friends, but, like, reboots were kind of happening in 2017. And this is sort of, like, David Lynch's sort of uh, take on that. And um, subverting of that kind of uh, trend at the time. So, that's my whole David Lynch spiel. But, yeah, that, that's, that's what I've been doing. I've been watching a lot of Twin Peaks 1 and 2. And, um... In just my free time I'll be watching like a lot of like uh David Lynch like sort of like retrospectives on like, you know, his other films like Blue Velvet, uh Wild at Heart, uh Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me. So just kind of I've just been immersing myself in this strange, weird man that I love, so that's that's what I've been getting into. What about you?
0: That's that's awesome. I, I like I like when, you know, when, when it, it's like you know, like what you're doing, like when you get in just really in the zone for like a particular mm-hmm piece of media or like a creator or whatever and just be like oh i got to take as much as I can of this that's definitely this author of this director like so that's that's awesome that's awesome yeah um, uh, yeah it's it's definitely it's definitely on my list to um, high high up on my list of, of shows I need to to check out and so I'm hoping after after I finish the Sopranos which I'm, I'm I need to resubscribe to HBO Max because I kind of rotated it out um, are you are you excited for
1: the, the movie the the oh yeah oh yeah
0: okay yeah i'm pretty i'm like i'm i'm optimistic i would say that's the best way i would i would put it i'm optimistic for it yeah um so we'll we'll see i think that's like a month or two it's like november Um, i think yeah
1: yeah i uh i when i first saw that trailer i was like uh i thought i was like they they did something to this this kid's face to make him look like james gandolfini like i thought they put like you know cg or like prosthetics but it's like that's Uh gandolfini's like kid It's his
0: son, yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
1: that's that's great. I mean, that's great casting. It's crazy that they would even do that, but hopefully it's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like um, in. What was it, maybe Straight Out of Compton? Oh, was he in that? Is that what they. Oh, they did did with Ice Cube's kid. With Ice Cube's kid. That's right. I forgot about that. (laughs) People joked he looked more like Ice Cube than Ice Cube. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, that's possible. But, yeah, no, that was great. Um, No, I've been. yeah un- unintentionally in preparation for this episode um i have recently started playing um sd gundam g generation mm-hmm. cross <sighs> hold on i need to rest after saying that title um, tongue tied i've never i've never played any of those I, I love um you know i've mentioned it many times before and i'm gonna mention it in you know 20 minutes but i do love the super robot wars series um so it's a just a gundam centric um Strategy RPG series with a lot of weird mechanics. I, I still don't know how I feel about it, uh-huh. but it's it's interesting. It's fun, um, and you just um, th- it, with this particular one, you you're just kind of thrown into a like uh, level select thing, and you, you've got the series you can choose from. Uh-huh. Uh, it's basically everything non-UC with a couple of exceptions. Okay. So. Like gundam wing um some of them like side stories get their own little like um paths you can take through the storyline but like it's really weird because like you'll start you know i started with gundam wing because i have to of course once, yeah we all did i'm legally legally compelled to um but uh I, I start with gundam wing and it plays out as the events of the series do mm-hmm. and you know you, you're given you know you're given a map you have a little wing gundam on the map um they do all the dialogue whatever uh leo comes out with with zex in it your your fight and then like on the next turn you deploy a battleship and you deploy all the like units you've uh that you start with that are just like original characters for the most part, original like mobile suits made for the game series Uh and they're not acknowledged at all but you're you're doing the storylines of these anime series with like 20 guys (laughs) that Uh have nothing to do that don't have any dialogue with anyone else they they have combat dialogue when they're like approaching other units or whatever yeah but it's but no like actual development yeah they're, they're just they're just kind of there so you have stuff to control and then like you unlock and earn in like weird ways like you unlock and earn new mobile suits and so you can put these original pilots or the show's pilots in like any mobile suit from any series from any anything like you can mix and match and get really weird. Like you can put everyone in like Wing Gundam Zeroes if you build enough Wing Gundam Zeroes okay. after you like weird. unlocked them and stuff. Um it's it's strange. It's it's like the opposite of Super Robot Wars uh-huh. where they they mix and match the storylines and they get really it's, it's like fanfic. <laughs> yeah, where whereas with like G Generation so far that I've played it, it's just kind of like, "Oh, we're going to do the storylines and there's just you control all this other stuff, but just ignore that. We're just doing the anime storyline straight through. Uh-huh. So it's, it's interesting. I, does it you know, feel I got like it on you're on reels
1: at all? Like, is it sort of like just in terms of the story um, wise,
0: like you're kind of just story story. Yeah. Cause it's, it's just that it's just the story from the anime and from yeah. the, or the manga, depending which, which thing you're doing. Cause I was, I was doing, um, Gundam wing G unit, the oh, manga G-Unit. also. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, with, the uh, new type, uh, you know, 50 cent, 50 cent um, Lloyd banks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I, I was doing that and yeah, it's, it's just straightforward storyline, but mm. it, it's a little bit more about like the gameplay and like grinding new units out and, really? and coming up like you, you, when you, you can buy new mobile suits, mm. but you can also do the thing where like, Oh, you have, uh, you have these two unrelated mobile suits that like this one happens to have like spooky features and this one happens to be this one's a Gundam yeah and on your tech tree those can actually be used to build oh Gundam Death Scythe because there's a combination oh okay so you you don't Gundam Death Scythes so you kind of like is it like a gachapon then
1: that you sort of just like can combine things and make other things or like
0: um not not quite but yeah like it's like somewhat there like the, uh-huh. it's the same logic but it's more like tech trees like okay, you're building
1: okay. a, yeah
0: but it's like it's it's very it's very hard to it's it, it's very i feel like it's something you had to have played since the like super nintendo uh-huh. to to get everything because i there's some things where i'm just totally lost uh-huh. and there's not a lot of guides out yeah so it's i don't know it's it's interesting interesting that uh, is I'm interesting gonna, i'm gonna put it at that speaking and of, it built a, oh go ahead I, I made a. You can make custom characters too, and that's how you can fill out your your ranks uh-huh. uh, early in the game. And so, of course, I made a self-insert character. Euro, y- uh, what's it called? A Mary Sue. I, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, total Mary Sue. I gave myself the, Ooh, the Gundam X. I gave myself the the background music yeah. of um, the "I'll kill you" scene for, for my battle music. Yeah, of course. Oh it's great. It's a great, great music. Um, and um, for my profile i just wrote in camphor hardly even know her oh god um so hell cool cool guy over here yeah my self-insert character
1: (laughs) uh speaking of gachapons i was at the uh there was like some little crappy anime store at the fashion show and there are these little gundam gachapons oh those are awesome yeah i got you one it's an rx78 oh um nice yeah so next time i see you i'll give you that as well but uh, they they have like little Zaku. They've got like it was a weird little mix. It was like a there was like a Zaku one, Char Zaku two, uh, the RX seventy eight, and Togey's three. It was like the weirdest thing. Huh? Yeah. Huh. I was aiming yeah. for the Togey's three, obviously. But uh, yeah. oh, of course. Yeah. So yeah, next time I see you, I'll, I'll give you one of the that little the little gotcha ball.
0: Yeah, as you as you can see. Um, oh, I can so, see well, <laughs> you. You can see my my my. Gundam and Robot Collection and Bernie Sanders by the Ava unit for some reason. <laughs> but, um, um, you know, the, the listeners, you can't see, but we'll, you know, I'm sure. We'll just post a can, picture. You can your... fill it in. Yeah. Yeah, you can, uh, with the amount of stuff I talk about robots, you can you can picture it. <laughs> so this is, um, is going to be kind of a part one of question mark, question mark, question mark, uh, that we're going to probably revisit. Over time, um because the you know anime and video games are so intertwined especially um, now with, yes yes yeah but just with both both things being huge products of japanese pop culture um that's there's no um there's no separating those two things and you know so how many how many video games you know have you played where you're you're like well this is so anime even though it's not actually based on oh an yeah anime or manga yeah the
1: blur the lines the lines are blurred like you know it, it one i don't think you could probably launch a successful anime unless you have a game in the works like for licensing but also there are so many games now where you're just like this could be an anime and probably will be at some point right, but uh an yeah it's, it could just be a totally original franchise in itself
0: I, th- I think the only major that i can think of now like japanese video game series that isn't very anime is like the souls games um yeah that's very very intentionally like very specifically they right. take on like western fantasy um stuff yeah but, they're working with yeah.
1: george rr martin for uh for elving ring
0: <laughs> i mean like ace i played ace combat last year and i was like this is so was so it's, anime it's so yeah like and and that it, and you know it doesn't look it no i mean it kind of, uh, there's things that do but like not not really, but just the, the storytelling and the, the, the reactions the and, and yeah. yeah, Ace Combat, yeah.
1: uh, armored core. That's all very yeah. anime.
0: Yeah,
1: it's, so, you're right. It, it, it is sort of like a, this is what it feels like when worlds collide. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> what song is that? Is that static X? No, that's, that's
0: power man. 5k. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, Oh yeah. But
1: yeah, it, I mean, um, it way back. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I was thinking about that the other day, I, especially with mobile now. Like, you know, if it could be any kind of video game, and then you'll have spin-off gotcha games of that video game as well as anime. Like, you know, there. i like, I don't know about you, but like my my Twitter feed has been nothing but um, but like ads for like a near a near Automata like uh oh. gotcha game. Like everybody's got a gotcha game now because it just prints money for yeah. people.
0: Yeah, and you just you know you 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 put in money and you you unlock you know a different JPEG of Goku instead of the or a waifu. the it's one like you a start the
1: simulator yeah <laughs> yeah it's crazy um,
0: so what what would you say you know and and this could be the era we're covering today or or not but like what would you say the first video game you played that you knew like consciously you're like oh this is based on an anime series um, right I.
1: I, I did I looked this up in the in the notes that you had made. Um, so I, I took like all day trying to remember this and because it's like it's such a weird thing because like when anime is such a big part of your life and you've been playing so are video games, like the lines get blurred and I just you know it could be you know a loop in the third game I found for the PS2 when I was like 16. but um I consciously remember, do you remember, okay so you were we we're both Vegas kids. so you know in Chinatown Plaza. Do you remember when there was an arcade at the Chinatown Plaza, like main mall? Yes. It was the Zen, oh, it's yes. called the Zen Arcade. And oh wait, oh my god, that's a Hoosker Doo reference. Holy shit. Uh-huh. That's weird. It, I, don't think, I don't think the guy at Chinatown was a big Hoosker Doo fan, but it was it was called the Zen Arcade. And they had like it was one of those games where, it was one of those arcades where you had uh like cards, sort of like a Dave and Busters. Oh, um yeah. and that's how you played the games because they were all grossly overpriced. Um, and I loved going to this arcade cause they had a couple things. They had a life-size predator statue and they had a <laughs> life-size, that, that's awesome. yeah, it was fucking cool. And they had a life-size like Xenomorph statue. Um, but when you'd go inside, they'd have like these really shitty cabinets. I think were just kind of like off brand, uh, Chinese ones. And, um, there were games like, you know, the Jackie Chan fighting game. And um, the one that stood out the most that I would just pump money into was it was a Dragon Ball Z fighting game for the Super NES. And it wasn't even the official one because I, I looked up the sprites. It was, um, it was a game called Dragon Ball Z Super Butoden 1 or 2. And it was really, like, really crappy sprites because it was like a Super NES ROM on just a cabinet. But um, that was the first game because I was probably, like... Like nine or ten, and I was like, "This is Dragon Ball." I can tell because there's Goku's, you know, there's Goku, and that was the first game that I'd ever like encountered. Being like, "Oh, this is a game based on an anime that I I want to that I watch." So that was my first experience with a dragon, like a video game. Obviously, you know, we'll talk about it later. We've we've unbeknownst to us, I've run into anime games, but that was the one I first
0: realized was a video game based on an anime. So I think I think it's pretty great that your first known anime game experience was a Dragon Ball Z game. A shitty Dragon Ball Z. Same game. Same, same here. Okay. <laughs> well, Dragon Dragon Ball GT um, okay. Final Bout. Fuck yeah! Let's talk about that. On, Go on. Yeah, on the on the PS One, I had a I had a buddy with the PS One and the mod chip. Um, oh, you
1: didn't have an official one.
0: We were... yes. So this was before it got an American release. because it got an American release in like the. I want to say like in the 2000s, I think it might have, you know, you know well, what, let me you stop you right um, there, pal. I'll tell you what happened. It, it got, a, it got, it got an early release. right? I had the early release. release. I yes, had, had an yes. American version and it, it was
1: very rare. I think it was like, a, like yes. when I checked it in the early 2000s, it was worth like a hundred bucks cause it was out of print. But I was in Michigan with my grandma and I just saw it at a mall and I was like, Ooh, grandma's got money she'll buy this for me. <laughs> and I was like, grandma, this game is very hard to find. I want to, I want this very badly. And so she got me Dragon Ball GT, and boy, I regretted that because that game fucking sucks.
0: <laughs> it, yeah, truly, truly, uh, living up to the GT brand. Um, True. But yeah, so so th- there was that. Um, yeah, on the PS on the PS one. So it might, I'm pretty sure it was the. Amer- I know he had a mod chip, and I know he had that game. I don't remember if it was in Japanese or not. But
1: so you—that's what's weird about that because that game. Was fully dubbed in the US before yes. it was re released. So, you know, it was weird because, you know, I think it came out in like 97, I want to say. And mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z is probably, you know, it didn't get past maybe into the Namek saga at that point.
0: So was, you've got. It was still in that rerun hell yeah, where it was like the, the that same crappy loop. 50, 60 episodes over and over yeah. again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so you've got like Super Saiyan 4 Goku when none of us in the US knew who the fuck that was. <laughs> or gogeta or super baby you know like you know who the fuck is baby vegeta you know it's is like it androids in this shit what yeah and so when i was a kid i was just like i don't care these are anime characters that's all i want to play um i used to play the fuck out of that game and it's garbage it's a garbage game <laughs> did you ever oh you know what another it just hit me right now do you remember Ball number one and toeball number two
0: uh yes, w- w- like one had like a hundred characters or something stupid like that. I if couldn't. I'm not tell you. I don't even remember. <laughs>
1: but it was it was the guy,
0: um,
1: Square Enix, uh, they they scalped not scalped what's the word they uh they poached this guy, who had, uh who had created Virtual Fighter I think was it Virtual Fighter yeah. yes, and they like scal- they poached him to make them a three D fighter. And they, obviously, was Square Enix, so they were like, we'll just throw tons of money at you, and we've got a Kira Toriyama on retainer, and he'll just draw characters for you. Um, that was a game that I would see at the mall, at, like, you know, the warehouse, or, like, Babbage's. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, what is this game? This looks like Dragon Ball, but it's not. And I used to just, <laughs> you know, look which, at that Which makes hours. me wonder,
0: it makes me wonder if, um, you know, Dragon Quest, Slash Dragon Warrior, uh-huh. if they had embraced the original art a lot sooner, because that was Akira Toriyama, also like oh would, it was wasn't they it? they have, yeah, would they have been able to catch some of that Dragon Ball craze in the in the '90s if they had just used the the same box art? I mean, I think I think the whichever one came out on PlayStation One had Akira Toriyama art, but the earlier ones definitely just had some like generic fantasy. I yeah for the US stuff. in the
1: US boxes at least. I know With, that yeah. they they kind of.
0: When Dragon Warrior or Dragon Quest... Was it Dragon Quest? Dragon Warrior. It was... Yeah, they changed it to Quest again. Like, they changed it to Quest for the American audiences, like, in the late 90s or something like that.
1: Dragon Quest or Dragon Warrior Ten was a PS2 game that I remember they were just like, it's got art from Akira Toriyama. And they, that's... It was like a PS2 game where I think it kind of got bigger in the US. And obviously, it's still not as big in the US as, like, a Final Fantasy, but... um. Yeah, I remember that was one of the ones they kind of pushed where they were like, "Yeah, this is art from a curator. It's the guy. It's your guy." <laughs> um, yeah, man. I another thing I remember, and I'm sorry to keep going on tangents. I would just look at like, you ever? I mean, you're probably like me. You, you did you read a lot of like Wizard magazine when you were a kid? Uh yes, absolutely. I would look at like because it was Wizard magazine was still not every. All these magazines were all very niche, so it's like you were small enough to get like a full-page ad for this just this random comic book shop in California. Or, like, random import shops would just take up whole pages. And yep. I would just look at, like, import shops' pictures of, like, just anime that I've never seen before, <laughs> and I would just stare at it for hours. Or just be,
0: like, a list. It would just yeah. straight up be, like, a, yeah. a catalog. An ad would just be, like, here's our items that we have exactly. for sale. Exactly. call the 1-800 number. I used to get comics that way. Like, I would, I'd ask my mom, like, can we buy, like, you know, these comics like and you'd wait six be... to eight weeks to get your shit <laughs> like yeah you know, oh you know. god we are in different times man. different times <laughs> so you know you've you, you, as you've just stated yourself uh earlier today like you you know your games you know your anime what do you think the first anime based video game was
1: well jorge i know in the notes you said don't open this tab and i didn't <laughs> Okay. But I think that we've kind of read the same articles. So I'm going to assume it's a loop in the third video game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. For the Atari, <laughs> I believe it was. Was it the, was it was an arcade game but it, it does look like it's very atari-esque in its graphics very primitive you know the um we're, I mean, we're, we're speaking like nintendo era privilege here of not having to deal with like using our imaginations for uh not for as the much shit. But, yeah <laughs> nah, but i mean it, it kind of i mean it gives that same vibe of the like and i'm sorry to say this like the et kind Atari of, yeah. game or like that that really crappy pac-man i'm sure i'm sure it's a Lovely game. I mean, it, it's a really simple, um, here and I.
1: Well, the, the layout looks like, um, if the viewer or the listeners could imagine, like, the. Um, do you remember in Super Mario Bros. 1, where you'd have to just do the, the or the Super Mario Bros. 3, where you just battle each other? And you just have to battle for the, yes, yes, they, it's just like a, a flat grid, sort of like akin to like Pac-Man, but it was just more like fleshed out. Um, and you would just kind of go around and as your little little yellow character with no detail on it and just kind of collect money bags and stuff
0: and there's a very like primitive chiptune version of the Lupin the 3rd team theme Ooh, that on loop dope. the whole time like yeah. it's it's really uh it's pretty rough um but yeah and then you're trying to avoid getting caught by Zenigata yeah yeah it's 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 fun it's 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 very rough it's very primitive um but it's fun. And so like from there, so this is this is kind of like hard to believe with how entwined, you know, like Japan and gaming consoles have have been in just the the world, you know, in the popular consciousness, but um in in this era like consoles weren't really big in, in Japan game, until yeah the famic i mean the famicom had to be out for like a little while before it really it really caught on as opposed to in the u.s where we had like atari ColecoVision, like all the various uh, you know palm television yeah and television like it was um it was totally different they hadn't really taken off yet so a lot of the the really early games even a lot of franchises that are known for their console versions they were actually pc games first or Mm -hmm. at the same time um so with um with a lot of these early games, like uh, for instance Gundam, just we're gonna be <laughs> we're gonna be mentioning Gundam a lot here because this Gundam has been something that's like synonymous with its merchandising for forever. Oh yeah, um, it had uh, like two really early uh, 1980s uh, games that came out. Like the first one was a Space Invaders clone, very you know same sort of thing, really primitive graphics, one color backdrop, like very stick figure esque, pixelated figures zipping around it's like a space invaders clone that you just you're avoiding the zakus and shooting them down yeah <laughs> um very very uh, very primitive and then um but and and not really like doing much but then the um the next release that that came out was a two-part pc adventure game series like you remember those old um text adventure games where you'd be like oh pick up oh yeah i love knife those yeah like go north like so they made a two-part gundam game it's actually entirely in english oh, okay. um, because that was the, the standard at the time especially since the commands are pretty simple so if you had a basic was the grasp of, the of of english <laughs> it, it was you'd play it with an onion tied to your belt mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. um and your your fluency in english and so um you know i i'm if you, if you pull it up here in our, in our show notes, I've got this lovely screenshot of Char as Yes, of course. Um, congratulations for complete of your mission. Now is the time half past of this game. If you want to continue to play, press return key. And this um, looks like somebody
1: just drew Char in like MS Paint.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's in, it, it follows the storyline yeah pretty closely there they planned a third uh in it and they never got around to it but it just um it just follows the storyline of the of the anime series and you just if you if you already know what happens then you you're pretty well prepared for it Mm -hmm. um it's kind of a predecessor to something we're gonna we're gonna mention a little a little further along of like the the different like fmv style games where yeah like the best (laughs) the best strategy is just having watched the anime beforehand true yeah (laughs) And then um, shortly shortly after then, I, I thought this one was kind of trash. But um, I, I I had actually played this back in my like download every emulator because I'm a poor college student uh-huh. um, days. But um, Mobile Suit Gundam Z- or Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam Hot Scramble, which sounds like a dish you'd order at Denny's. That does um, <laughs> yeah, the egg and <laughs> I. That's a g- great great cross promotion uh, there um so this was a this was a famicom game, and it mixes um th- these like first person sections where you're flying to the level in space or uh-huh. like in a colony or whatever and you're shooting down like hi-zax as uh as the zeta gundam mm-hmm. and then you when you arrive then you do a platform section of the level okay and so it's it's kind of novel kind of interesting yeah but it 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 kind of um it's, it's not very good. And it no. just, it's the same. It's the, the first, um, opening theme on loop is the whole background music. Yeah. Well, you don't, you don't really have game. like a
1: whole dedicated sound chip at the time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, not, not a great start for that franchise, but I mean, I, I think we could safely say they'll, they'll redeem themselves a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, and also of note, like I, I thought this was kind of interesting considering how things would turn out. mm mm-hmm. But um, actually, right before that Zeta Gundam game, there was a Macross Famicom uh, game, and it was a collaboration between Bandai and Namco. Oh, really? And it's it sold so poorly that they they vowed never t- to work together
1: <laughs> ever again.
0: So moving moving on a little a little further in the decade, this was kind of an interesting trend. Did you um, did you ever play uh, Dragons Lair or Space Ace or any of those? Yes, I, I
1: played Dragons Games? Lair. Uh, I, I remember there was like a um, there's a bar I used to go to, that had a Dragon's Lair game in it, like on the Air Force Base. Um, I was a kid going to bars because it was the '90s, so who cares? But it was like a bar and and so yeah, I would just and I would just be like, "How do you play this game? You're just pressing you left look, or right." You look 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, no, it was like yeah, those those Dragon's Lair games are just sort of like visual novels, essentially, or it's a, a choose your own adventure arcade game.
0: But yeah, um, with with like a, a strong like reflex. Um, Oh, yeah. element because like you you have a tiny window split seconds yeah it's, yeah but the art is
1: all just gorgeous and great perfectly animated
0: yeah very the, corny. The, um yes yeah Dra- dragon's lair is the fantasy one space ace is the sci-fi one but um, you're still the same white guy and it's, it's still the same white girl you're saving yeah somehow they yeah. they they just had one set of designs for everything yeah. and um yeah, I've I've played I played Dragon Slayer last year um, you know most recently. Did you played at home or did you it, play it out somewhere? I I played it at the um there's a there's a barcade here in Vegas uh-huh. um called Player One. Is it Player One? Oh, okay, say. yeah, it's the one downtown. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's um I I played it there and yeah, it's still I mean my reflexes are shit, but uh-huh. <laughs> um well you're yeah, getting so older, Jorge. You're you're an older yeah. man. I'm slowing down. I, you know, I, I, I need games that use the wisdom that I've amassed over the years, and not not the physical tenacity. Yeah, and so um, the um, there there were a handful of anime-based games that used this this format that came out in the '80s, which makes sense. Like you have a studio already making animation, like Mm. why not have them churn out some stuff for the for the side merchandising so one um one of the first ones i ran into was uh it was by data east who made a bunch of like fighting games and beat-em-ups and 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 such um it's called bega's battle uh based on the anime harmageddon genma tyson now, i've heard um, of neither of those Bega, last of
1: the earth warriors <laughs>
0: Vega alone must face the alien barter. yeah it's it's it looks insane like uh-huh. it's a it's a almost like a Galaga clone with like decent graphics for 1983 mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, it looks it looks almost like 16bit era oh like, okay I think like like zero wing or something like that yeah like that that level of graphics um, and so it's a it, you know this was a these are called laserdisc games because they they use a laserdisc which is like an early DVD, <laughs> and yeah except it's, um, it's the size of a uh, like a a it, record. A record, yeah, it, it's ginormous. And so there's um, there's a bunch of animated material on this laserdisc, and those are the backgrounds that you're scrolling through uh-huh. on the uh, in the game. So it's like pretty novel application of of using video um in that and so there were there were um the graphics were or rather the animation was taken from that harmageddon series mm-hmm. and you play uh you play this character named bega and you're shooting down aliens that are trying to take take over the earth was basically it, is it Vega so yeah so it's a it's a it's a really interesting like novel use of that there's like little little clips and stuff a lot of voice acting too for like and good voice oh, acting actual for 1983
1: voice... oh okay wow okay that's great yeah for that for that age yes. for that year like that's
0: insane for 83 yeah so it was a it was it was pretty it was pretty novel um now more more going more in the direction of like dragon's lair and space ace was um a sega of produced Albegas in 1983. And that's based on the, um, Kosoku Denjin Albegas, which is, which would have been the third Voltron season if they had gone through with adapting it. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, super robot in space, um, beating things up. And this was more of the, like you watch an animation clip, you quickly move the joystick. And if you screw up your robots dead, um, they didn't produce a ton of them, um, but it did make it to like location testing in uh, in Japan and in the and in the US. And uh, Midway would have been the one to like handle the release out here.
1: Oh God, Midway, in, of
0: course, yeah, in the US, uh, it would have been called Cybernot
1: over here. Ooh, that's a cool name, though.
0: That, that is, I, I, I like it. Yeah. I dig it. It's, I mean, it feels it feels very 80s Like Cybernot, um, Psychonauts, uh, Police Knots. It yeah, it's everything was a knot. And everything was cyber yeah. back then. So bring bring together the best of all worlds. Of course. Uh, the animation is, is really really cool, um, and it's the um, the laser disc for this is actually a, a sought after like collector's item because there are so few of them.
1: So would these be played on like a traditional just a laser disc player, and you would just use the remote control to just change where your character is supposed to go, or like sort of so, like Dragon's Lair, you just choose left or right, or. Yes. So, okay. so
0: to my understanding, with with um, at least with Albigas, like you you can watch the the scenes on a laserdisc player, but they'll just kind of like play through in whatever oh, order see. They're in the thing. But so it's specialized like arcade hardware that happens to read laserdiscs. Oh, interesting. Okay. I mean, it stream streams the the stuff off the of Laserdiscs. because laserdiscs are actually analog. Interestingly. Yes. Yeah. They're, they are. They're not. I I did I did not I actually did not know this till doing research for this, mm-hmm. this episode. And then an unrelated, uh, I've read an unrelated article, but how to do it later. I'm like, huh, this is kind of, um, kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And then, and then like last for, for kind of like this, this trend, um, Stern Electronics, they're the pinball m- machine manufacturer. Yeah, yeah. They released a game called cliffhanger here in the U S which is, um, Actually, based on Lupin the Third again, uh-huh. and um, so this was 1983 as well. But and they didn't they use the license. First... Did
1: they just like reskin the the sprites, or?
0: Um, yes. Yeah, so, well, they they. So it was a disc game. They actually used animation from the uh, Lupin the uh, Third Castle of Cagliostro? Okay, I figured. Yeah, that just sounds about right for the time. So, and, and then they had a couple of scenes from Mystery of Mamo, which I hadn't heard of or I don't recall. Um, but they. Um, it 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 changes pretty much all of the characters' names. Okay. Um, so Lupin is named Cliff. Okay. Uh, Jigen is Jeff. Oh god. And Goemon. Goemon is named Samurai. Ugh. It's just Hi guys, I'm it's Samurai. Di- it's a different time. But, yeah.
1: Americans were very lazy <laughs> and they and you had a very, very low lazy Yeah, there's a very low bar to meet expectations
0: it was it was pretty yeah and so this is again same same kind of thing a just gorgeous looking game but mm-hmm. you not much game to the game um but but really interesting
1: other early u.s releases um i don't know if you've i'm sure you've seen this one all over you know retro game stores now even now because i don't think it was very much a, a really sought after or a rare item but um golgo 13 top secret episode uh for the nes do you remember that one
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That that was on a uh, on like a NES poster that came in some of the games, uh-huh. uh, that announcing all the all the games that were out at the time. Yeah, yeah I,
1: I I remember, I remember it was very common. Like I had a lot of friends who had it. Obviously, none of them knew knew who Gogo Thirteen was, and I would just see it at like game repair shops all over town. Um, have you ever played it? Uh, no, because I, I didn't play the first twelve. So oh, okay,
0: yeah. <laughs> wah, wah. Oh. Go to hell. Um,
1: <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like Final Fantasy. Each Golgo is different, different universe. Um, yeah, Golgo Thirteen. It's it's interesting because it's sort of. I think a lot of games at the time, if you weren't just a basic like a shmup or something, like you would they would try to do different things. So, Golgo Thirteen Top Secret Episode. You, obviously, play as the titular, Golgo Duke Togo. Um, But you kind of, there'll be, it's three different games in one. There's like a first person shooter thing where you kind of have to snipe somebody. Um, Then there's also like a helicopter level where you're kind of just flying a helicopter around, just dodging things. And then you're also, it's also just a side scroller too. Um, And so I don't think any of the game modes were particularly fun. Cause I remember it was like, when you were a kid, I think you, if you ran into this as well, you're sort of like, Hey, I'm a child. I don't know how to play this game and I can't play it. And it's just like, you can never get anywhere with it. Um, Uh I kind of happened, that kind of happened to me with the Golgo 13 game. But I mean, I liked looking at the label because there's an anime guy on it and that was cool. But um, (laughs) yeah, I, I kind of just put that out of my head until I watched the Golgo 13 OVA when I was like in high school, like freshman year. So I was like, oh, this is that fucking, you know, that NES game I saw millions of times, but it's just this guy. So, yeah, Uh, that was definitely one of the first, you know, exposures I had as a
0: as a personal level uh, to anime video games. I I think it's interesting, like now it's probably most known for how for the time it was really like relatively like graphic and relatively like how did Nintendo who had like Nintendo of America had fairly like puritanical standards and views at the at the time. Oh, um yeah. they uh, put that you're of an approval. Assassin. Yeah. Yeah. You're an assassin and you you um I I I saw the like little animation that plays when you when you go to the hotel room yeah, with you like bet the, a woman. You inform <laughs> Yeah. And she's like, Well why don't you come back? And you see the, the you see them like move closer in the and in like the hotel window and Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That's, like that was very kind of bleeding edge for Nintendo at the time. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't want even, like, religious references or, like...
1: Oh, yeah, they still don't, I don't blood think. Blood, violence. Right? They're, yeah.
0: They're, no, they're... They've, I mean, they're fine now, but, like, they're, their stuff in the early, 80, early 80s, early 90s was, like... Yeah, that's yeah, why all were, the Castlevanias, like...
1: I mean, I think it was surprising that they let crosses into the Castlevania games. Mm-hmm, but, I mean, mm-hmm. it's sort of, like, you kind of need that if you're going to be fighting vampires, because it's already part of the, the iconography of it. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you ever play a game called Dragon Ball Shenlong's Mystery,
0: or Dragon um, Power in the U.S. as it was known? N- I I have not, um, but I I heard of it, you know, pretty early on when I was when I was getting obsessed with Dragon Ball stuff. And I was like, oh shit, this was this existed. Like what?
1: Yeah, it's just sort of like is it it it's sort of like a side-scrolling beat 'em up, isn't it? Like I think it's like a two D, just sort of walk one direction of the screen. Like it, I don't think they ever really did the whole. Uh, Zelda kind of format until like the the Dragon Ball Game Boy Advance games.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's it's fairly. I think I think it there's side scrolling parts and then like free roaming ish parts. But you're still it is still just like a really basic like beat 'em up. I and think like they, the, that Kung
1: Fu game was based on what that became. Like I think I heard I think that there's some kind of crossover between the NES Kung Fu game and the Dragon Ball game. I could be so, totally wrong on
0: that. We we, we we can well I'm, we might be thinking of two different games too because there, there is no I'm thinking of something else but um but yes like the the it's very they they're kind of like similar like little like really basic like beat em ups yeah and what they uh what they did to our boy Goku here is they they kind of like buzzed his hair down and gave oh, that's him right. a headband he's got
1: like a little bowl cut or
0: something <laughs> yeah because he, he's he's um they they changed them into like the monkey king that Goku's based on like the mythological character.
1: Ooh, um, sidebar, have you seen it, the trailers for that new Monkey King game? That looks awesome. Oh my god, it looks that, so good. That
0: looks intense. Uh, yeah. PS PS5, right? PS5, PC, yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so that that was kind of uh it was kind of an interesting Little nook in in Dragon Ball history because it was like oh shit like we we you know when we you think got about Dragon of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball game we, yeah we got it so late compared to to when it came out and then you're like oh no but they all, there was also this like game that came out around the same time so right. we just didn't know it
1: yeah that's crazy I mean I'm surprised though I mean I would like to see them like kind of re release that as sort of just like a hey on a virtual console or Steam or something for like a dollar yeah you know play the yeah. original the first American Dragon Ball game. You can definitely do that, I think.
0: Oh oh yeah. Well, and you know, knowing that Bandai owns all this stuff, of course. Like, yeah. Now, and will forever.
1: Now, Jorge, can you tell me what Puss in Boots Peros Great Adventure is?
0: So, you know, when you're watching like a Toei animation film, you know that little cat dude oh, at yeah. the beginning Is that him? the logo? That's so it, he, he had a movie in like the seventies or okay. something that he became he became their mascot. And so um, he got his own game, Uh, you know, he's based on like the Puss in Boots fairy tale and he got his own game. Yeah. And we, and, um, we, uh, you know, here, here in North America, like we got, we got a version of it and just like a cute little character platformer. Okay. Switch up different weapons and like, yeah, just take on the different bosses. But I mean, it's, it's cute. Um, I just thought it was notable cause like, yeah, you see this, you see this character in the logo for one of the like forever. Major... Yeah. I've, I've never yeah. put that together. I, I never gave it much thought. I'm like, Oh, they just, they, there's a cute cat yeah. that they Same here. like. Okay, cool. And yeah, that was, uh, we got that in the, in the 1980s. Now,
1: I'm familiar with Kinikuman, um, you know, Ultimate Muscle. I didn't know that there was a, a, a game. I mean, it makes sense because, you know, you've got Fire Team Pro Wrestling and things like that in Japan. Like, Japan loves pro wrestling and pro wrestling games. So there was a Kinikuman Tag Team Match M-U-S-C-L-E Muscle.
0: Right, right. So, so that, that's, that's the American title. is Tag Team Match M-U-S-C-L-E. Um... I thought this was kind of fun, because it was, it was a case of like, kind of like with Dragon Power, where the, there's no connection to the anime uh-huh. otherwise, other than, than its source material. But um, I thought this was kind of funny. Like, the character lists are pretty much identical. Like, they rename a couple of the characters. I think Man gets renamed to Muscle Man, just yeah, translated, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they replaced... Um, prepare yourself for this one. All right. So there's a character, Brocken Jr., Okay. And his finishing move is called the Nazi gas attack.
1: Yikes. No! So, Jorge. So
0: for, for the American market... You can't do that. For the American market, they replace him with Geronimo. With the Apache war cry. No! You can't move. do that either! Oh, different time. Doesn't Holy make it right. Holy Shit. Don't let Twitter know. Uh, That's insane. Different time. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. So, it, but this is, you know, the irony though, being that like, this is also very true to the spirit of pro wrestling of the era, which is incredibly oh, problematic yeah. oh, of and course. filled with stereotypes and just crazy, like oh.
1: non-imag, like zero imagination heel work where it's just, I'm not from here, you know? Ah, boom. Yeah, Exactly. He doesn't look like us. Yeah, that's
0: crazy.
1: Ugh. Yeah.
0: So, fun fun fact. I hope I've I've made and or ruined a that's couple insane. people's days here.
1: <laughs> well, okay. So, I mean, I've, I've seen your notes. I've, I've got a couple of uh, games that I had brought as well. Um, obviously, we touched on Golgo 13. Have you ever heard of a game called Saint Seiya Aogon Densetsu Kanketsu Hen?
0: No, no, no. I mean, I've heard of Saint Seiya, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, Saint Seiya... But probably
1: you know legendary shown in anime one of the best op's um it's it's sort of like golgo 13 it kind of like it it kind of mixed um, genres so it kind of starts off as a traditional like side scrolling beat em up as one of the you know um caballeros de zodiac oh um, <laughs> and hell yeah yeah so you kind of go in a side scrolling beat em up fashion but then it would transition to like a an rpg once you actually like ran into certain enemies so you kind of take over like you ever play the, mm. the, old, the old fantasy stars yeah yeah it sort of like looks at that sort of like thing that, that angle yeah like that angle it's from kind the of back. behind exactly yeah. yeah so it would kind of it would kind of have those battle segments but also you're kind of dealing with a platformer as well i i know that both of the game modes were not good from the articles that i've read <laughs> on it um you know just game design at the time is
0: kind of poor um it's, all... it's interesting how many of these, like, cross genres, you know, they, they cram, like, several genres in and then they're not really good at any of them.
1: I think it, I think it's probably what it is. It's, like, you've got a license for something that you can probably get people to buy just based on the license alone. And you might as well just try to throw in whatever you can that'll get as many people. Like, so if you got people that are side, you like side-scrollers, this game's got side-scrolling in it. If you like RPGs, you've got RPGs in it. You know, it's sort of, you know, try to reach the broadest audience possible. And I think that's where you kind of get that lazy game design because you don't really zero in on anything specific. You're just kind of casting a wide net. Um, did you ever play a, a soccer game called Tecmo Cup? I
0: I think I played the football, but not Tecmo the... Tecmo football. Yeah. Hell yeah, <laughs> football. that shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's I don't think I've, I, I ever that. played soccer. Yeah, they, on, uh,
1: they had a soccer NES. game in like the late 80s. Um, it was, in the U.S., just Tecmo Soccer. Um but in Japan it was a uh, a game based on the long running soccer anime called Captain Tsubasa. Have you ever heard of that? Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's just it's Captain Tsubasa but they just kind of changed all the sprites to be, you know, Phil Gordon or, you know, one or <laughs> two. Um,
0: did did they uh did they have any of the they keep any of the melodrama and the like It's the US. There's no insane. melodrama in any video game Jorge. hey. <laughs> We we hardly we hardly acknowledge soccer. Yeah, it's so the only
1: the most the deepest that we get is some big thug stole your girlfriend and you got to go <laughs> beat her up the everybody on the street until you get to her. Be a be a bad dude. You got to be a bad dude. Um, and then there's one that we're gonna we'll touch on later, which is a, a Ranma half uh, one half game, but uh, we'll talk
0: about that later. Oh oh yeah, that that that, that had a kind of fun. Yeah that. That franchise has has had a fun journey to that's, the, uh, I think that's the like Super the Nintendo. first
1: one of the first licensed anime animes in the US, like yeah, officially no, licensed think... to the US.
0: Yeah. I I remember reading and hearing about it and just wondering like why what what's what's half about it? Like why 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 isn't it like one or two or three? Yeah, I never like, got what... that either. I was just like, <laughs> Ranma one slash two?
1: What is this? Um obviously the big the big, uh the big fish in the Shonen pond at the time was uh Hokuto no Ken uh Fist of the North Star and I see here that we've got we've had not only one but three North American releases for that franchise. Do you want to go into yeah. a little bit about that or
0: Yeah, so so like you said there's not not just not just one three releases and only one of them had the courage to go under its uh the name of its of its franchise mm-hmm. but um so the first one uh released in japan fist of the north star uh, hokuto no ken released in the united states as black belt on the sega master system yeah. um it's fine it's like, fine
1: not very you, imaginative you, uh, but
0: whatever so they uh you instead of kenshiro you're ricky and <laughs> um, oh like ricky instead o. of like that's where it's spelled the same way like it kind of that's where my mind went yeah um instead of rescuing Yuria you're rescuing rescuing Kyoko and instead of your rival being Rao it's Wang ew um (laughs) there's so much problematic shit in these
1: in this episode
0: (sighs) like well and so the the music at the title screen isn't based on the anime at all and it's exactly how your head is going to imagine a game where they just changed all the characters to have really gross vaguely asian names so oh so it's Uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's terrible it's exactly that kind of yeah things um so um yeah like the reviews at the time they're actually pretty positive Uh it's it's a pretty
1: it's like a side scroller though isn't it like a, it's a
0: yeah 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 such scroller being a pretty pretty decent um reviews um one of the uh one of the reviews in computer gaming world <laughs> made fun of the of the kind of poor translation because like some of the enemies would be listed as black women and oh, wang wow. and it and it was like oh it should be like oh you know like black dressed or like ninja or something you know Uh what i mean like it was the the attire of the character Uh but it was just translated poorly and so oh god yeah very 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 unfortunate there there was a lot of there was a lot of that um that kind of thing Uh um in the area i mean you know we just just with kinikuman for instance jesus yeah going on to the to the you know the successor of the master system we got last battle on the sega genesis also a side scrolling beat em up uh-huh. also did not keep any of the 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 naming but then there was Fist of the North Star on the NES mm-hmm. and that one ironically though it was actually Fist of the North Star 2 in Japan and that, that was the one they brought over as Fist of the North Star uh-huh. and that one actually still has some Elements that the the show is known for, including the like exploding heads and oh, stuff. Oh, cool! It's okay. So it's so primitive; it you just looks like it, a, yeah. you know Mega Man character, like explosion sort of thing. You're like, oh yeah, that's just video game, that's right? Not exactly. Ultra violence, you know, and there's no like gushing of blood or whatever. It's just little like sparks that yeah like, sprites fly out, you know, and mm-hmm. kaboom. Do they keep so, any
1: of the, the? Is there like a a really chiptune tune like Iwo say <sighs>
0: opening? Because I would love that. I, I. Don't think, I don't think that it was, I, one of these, we'll, 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 we'll have to, you know, have to see, like one of these did have very anime sounding music of the, you know, from the series, but, um, it might've been the NES one. Um, but definitely, definitely a step up from the like bad, you know, yeah, yeah, vaguely mystery of the
1: Orient kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Rough. Yeah. I can say that I'm Asian. It's okay. <laughs> um, so, Eric, as as you know, and as I've um, as I've mentioned many times in this podcast, I'm a big fan of this series, um, Super Robot Wars. And it's, yeah, you talk um, about it every fucking episode. Almost, I, I will I will force the discussion in in somehow. You should just um, have like a segment, like a, a Jorge Super Robot <laughs> Corner. <laughs> Look at, look at, let me talk about a toy robot for half an hour. at me show <laughs> yeah. and tell. Um, so Super Robot Wars is, um, it's actually one of the longest running uh, licensed franchises um, in, in gaming history. So it, it was first released in 1991, in April of 1991. Right. And the Super Robot Wars 2 came out in December of 91. So it was a really fast turnaround oh, for, wow. the, yeah. for the sequel. And... I hadn't I didn't really know this, but it was actually a spin-off of a previous series called Compata Hero, which was mm. um a crossover between like Gundam, Ultraman, and Common Rider. And they're all like an SD. You've got my attention. I <laughs> Yeah. It was all they're all SD. It was like a little more cutesier yeah. and like child, you know, like like basic younger children, but um Super Robot Wars kept the SD art style. Mm-hmm. But it was more of a for convenience because you don't have to worry about like scale when everything's super deformed, right, you don't of have to course. worry that like, yeah. Oh, this Gundam is so much shorter than this battleship or yeah. whatever. Um, and the first one was as a, uh, the first Super Robot Wars was a crossover between, uh, Gundam, the Gundam series, the Mazinger Z series and Getter Robo. And those three have what appeared mean? in pretty much every release since then. Um, the whole reason they were able to do this is, you know, as we've been saying a lot here, um, so Banpresto, which is a division of Bandai, they already had all the licensing rights for these franchises, and they're like, well, we might as well make our own thing out of it. And um, they've they've these games have appeared on like almost every major console since then. That's crazy. It, it even X like even Xbox, like Really? Wii, There's like 10 Xboxes uh, in Japan. GameCube. Yeah. It 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 was on, I think it was 360 got um, Super Robot Wars xo or something like that uh-huh. some huh. something um so it's appeared in nearly every major console um and it's had it's been so influential that the um characters that have appeared in the game series that were just like designs so like you know for instance like Ishikawa or like go nagai they made uh Upgraded versions of, like, Getter Robo, just as, like, a cool art... Like, here's a cool art thing. Let's put it in a magazine or, like, in the back of a manga or something. Uh Those were featured in these games. Mm. Um, So, like, Mazen Kaiser, Shin Getter Robo, they're featured in these games. And it became so popular through these games that those got spun out into their own anime um, as a result. Interesting. Wait, so, no... So, they actually had Go Nagai,
1: like, work on designs for stuff in those games only interesting yep. Yep. Did, did, did okay so you you've obviously know this series way more than i do so then has gone a guy like done like a like a devil man mech or like a violence jack like
0: mech for those games not not that i know of uh-huh. um I, I do i do know devil man has appeared in like the gotcha mobile okay. version of super robot wars recently um because he's in he's in like the graphics for it yeah um but but I, I do I do think it's mostly been the it's been like Mazenkaiser, Kaiser, okay. Robo um and like variations of them and Gonagai did the designed the logo for the most recent one it's just like a little like oh, smiley cool. face with like a a flame. It's good to so, see
1: Gonagai still like out there making making content for all of us.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's he's a he's a he he's still got it. He's still got it. Oh yeah, I mean um, like
1: fucking Devilman Man Cry baby was like the biggest anime of like 4 years ago like yeah. <laughs> He needs to do like another Cutie Honey, I think. I would love to see another Cutie Honey. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I I loved the uh, the live action version. Was oh like, yeah, those
1: are like the sort of uh, the Tokusatsu Cutie Honey. Yeah, of
0: course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one one thing I thought so this was kind of like an interesting nugget that like we we didn't really have an equivalent of this or like barely I like that I can think of like never I can't think of anything that was similar to this, but. Bandai released a um these two add-ons uh the Datak D- in um 1991 for the for the Famicom mm-hmm. and the Sufami Turbo in 96 for the uh, Super Famicom. And there were there were like these add-ons that you it was like you'd go into the cartridge slot but it would have a cartridge slot inside it for like a another type of cartridge. Yeah. So like the Datak... Was a was a thing where you'd you'd put in the games that you'd play with the talk, and it would have like a card reading thing, like a swiper uh-huh. deal. And they released a bunch of like anime games for it. So there was um, Dragon Ball Z Gekito Tenkaichi Budokai, which is like a fighting game. There was a SD Gundam Gundam Wars strategy game, a Yu Yu Hakusho game. Ooh. was also a fighting game. And do you have you heard of Crayon Shin-chan? I know Shin-chan. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a puzzle game. Um, and so most of these games would have like a, a card swiping thing where uh-huh. like you'd swipe a card to get a character or like a power-up. It was like be like Amiibos or like the, the, game, the Boy game Boy Advance thing one, yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Um, so just kind of a, I mean, it's a great way to sell even more merch because then you're like, well, I have to buy cards now. Right, of course, buy, yeah. Like, other other games. Um, Shinchan Got a really awesome adaptation, uh, by the way. I, I I feel I feel like it's what Samurai Pizza Cats, what we wish Samurai Pizza Cats was when we reviewed it. Uh huh. Because they they throw out much of the script, and they're like, well, we need to just like adapt these jokes to Western audiences. But uh-huh. it's like they kept the same filthy ish. Oh, good. Yeah, because that's what yeah me. Shinchan's known for, just being very crass. <laughs> he's, he's crude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you see a lot of butt in that. Of course. That. Yeah. Show and so the so this follow up to the to the datak was the Sufami Turbo and this one didn't have one slot that you'd put your thing in your, your game in, you'd have two slots. Okay, and so so it had some SD Gundam games, it had a Sailor Moon, uh, Sailor Moon, Sailor Stars, Fluffy Fluffy Panic 2. Oh, that sounds dope. Try to try to name a more Japanese sounding <laughs> yeah, exactly. puzzle game, like. Um, Another Shin-chan game this one was a platformer and then like a bunch of like Ultraman and Sentai games Okay, and and the way this would work and Not all of them even did this So it's kind of like what's the point but you would you would put a cartridge in slot one and that would be the game you're playing and Then in slot two you'd put another cartridge and you could pull data from it So like to get bonuses or like other characters. Oh like sort of like add-ons like Yeah, yeah, like DLC almost. Okay, interesting So so with like the Gundam game um you would you could you know you'd have like a, a gun you'd play your gundam game but like you could pull gundams from the other game right to like help you out or like if you had for for one of them it was like oh you could mingle the save data of these two games to get like bonuses or like go to the level that your friend is up to or whatever okay that's um, interesting so Again, like very very based around like a you've got to buy a new accessory, right? Of course, to to play it to play all your favorite anime games and B now you got to buy like the other games or like cards or add-ons. So yeah. kind of kind of a weird. I don't. I know we had weird accessories and and add-ons and stuff, but I don't think we had a, like a, a true equivalent to this. Um, if I mean, if we're wrong, let, Not us, only, let I mean, us know. The U.S. Obviously, I think the
1: weirdest we ever got was just like card readers and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Japan was way more. You know, Japan had that sort of thing where they would you could bring in a blank cartridge for an NES and then go to a machine mm-hmm. and load stuff onto that blank, you know, that blank NES cartridge. I don't think the US market was just sort of you know, they didn't want to they didn't want you to buy too many new things. They didn't expect you to buy, to be able to shell out that stuff because they knew that parents in the US just wouldn't do it. So we right, I think it was very right. limited for like, you know, the weird add-ons and the intermingling of different sort of Technologies for your specific item, so,
0: and they were, they were probably felt a lot more conservative about what they could get away with, considering that we had like the the like market crash in the eighties too. And they oh, true. Yeah, yeah. Like if there's too many things, you know, parents might revolt.
1: Yeah, now people just don't care. They're like, oh, as long as you can get your parents' cards and put it on your Xbox, you can buy all the all the FIFA <laughs> cards you want,
0: all the all the skins you want. Yeah, you
1: want that cool skin? Ten bucks. Your parents will never notice.
0: It's the it's the it's the company's fault for making you want it so much. <laughs> yeah. So you you alluded to to Ranma. Uh, did, so do you did you do you have any experience with that franchise? Like, did you? I I was never a super... Ranma. Yeah,
1: no. I I mean, like, cause, you know, like, it was it was the market was saturated. Like, when you were when we were kids, like, Ranma was everywhere. Whether or not you read it is a whole different story. But like, mm-hmm. you know, there was tons of Ranma comics and comic book shops. the The manga was everywhere. You'd always know, see like the the ronma trailers on vhs tapes you would get like i never got into it because it didn't look hyper masculine enough for me but um you know i i mean i had friends who
0: did like Ranma, but i just i never got into it what about you yeah same, same um same here like i had a friend who had a lot of the series on like cdrs just mm-hmm. a ton of like episodes cuz i think that was like a longer a longer series so but you know same like it was very um it was Everywhere, yeah, and yeah. It was it was just very like, what? Why is this part half? Is this like a prequel? Is this a thing? And not realizing it had to do with the the main characters' uh, like transformative power. Oh yeah, that's a whole thing too. Curse, like the or whatever. Right?
1: Yeah, conservative sensibilities at the time would not allow for a person who could transfer genders whenever they sneezed
0: like. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was a it was an interesting. Um, it was interesting that that was chosen, right. <laughs> to, to be like a blitz of uh like a marketing blitz so ranma got two uh releases uh, on the super nintendo mm-hmm. here in, in in north america um hard battle fighting game pretty straightforward translated released mm-hmm. you know, not 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 much um but and and you'll see you'll see this this uh comparison chart in our notes here um they're they released a game called Street Combat, yes. and that was a Ranma game where they changed all of the graphics. Um, they made the two versions of Ranma is, are this guy called Steven in like weird future battle armor. With, yeah, like, he looks like battles. Captain Commando, kind of. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the gra- like the best thing is like the graphics got worse. Like they redrew all the oh, graphics. Of course they did. Yeah, like, you're and they look, look terrible.
1: Yeah. Well, you still have to keep all the same hitboxes.
0: But you have to try to yeah. turn this
1: little, you know, this little kid into a giant robot. It's going to look like into shit. Like, yeah,
0: Everything looks terrible. Yeah, um, We have, like, yeah, so, like, this weird, like, mohawk mullet dude. It looks like, yeah, yeah, it's a mullet. It's a mullet for sure. <laughs> uh, you have the, like, I don't know. I don't know any of these characters, so I'm, I'm going to be describing what they look like yeah. as someone with zero context. You have this, like, karate grandpa who gets turned into, like like, DJ with, like two hair spikes uh with, with he's got the Tekken uh the, the Tekken guy hey, Heihachi Mishima uh, Sir Heihachi yeah Tekken guy of hey, the Mishima Zaibatsu <laughs> you have the you have a a gymnast you have Kodachi here she's a gymnast looking lady um who's like a French clown with uh instead like a pro kind like of a, thing yeah she she is Paliachi. <laughs> um <laughs> You've got this like kendo dude, and he turns into GI Jim Ew. Um, with a sword, with a samurai sword. Like, why? Um, you got a you got a tourist man um, with a camera. With a camera. Does he have a camera, really? Or no, wait. It's a no, no. It's a it's a sash. He has some kind of sash. This this guy's name is Principal Kuno. Ew. He he's a robot with like a like a World War Two German helmet. And uh, he's on a on a hoverboard. We've got um, shampoo. Who she's got? I don't know. She looks like a kung fu like movie character, and she's Lita, which is a, like a she looks like a lady wrestler. I don't know. Like yeah, all Lita these. with the Hardy Boys. <laughs> yes, yeah. She is literally Lita from the Hardy Boys. So yeah, curious, curious, kind of out of it. I feel like they I don't know like they I don't know why they bothered to put in the effort and then. This other game came out that wasn't adjusted, but this, yeah, it's, it's like,
1: it's, I mean, obviously it does not take much to, to redraw sprites. You know, you still have a base game. You just hire some little shitty team to just draw sprites for you. Yeah. I mean, I guess it would make sense. And you just try to make it as appealing to us audience as possible.
0: I mean, GI Jim, uh, yeah, I don't hello. know what that like is, he, but I want to play he's, it. He's got a samurai sword. So you got your weebs and you got your like America, like, uh, huh. yeah, these colors of don't don't both worlds. Yeah. You got you got the guys who buy Toyotas and you got the guys who hate buying Toyotas. So, <laughs> it's a fine car. Moving on to like the mid-90s. I mean, this is when we start getting the CD consoles, 32-bit era. Um but also kind of just thing, stuff blatantly like, just like like this is an anime game
1: because I think yes. the US is sort of warming up to that.
0: We're 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 starting it to catch on to that and a lot of um like the graphics start getting like really good they start looking more and more like yeah like anime especially with the Super like, NES, yeah approximations sure. yeah you got like and chrono then, trigger like oh yeah mm-hmm. like gorgeous 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 um which like so you know it, it, as we're as we're getting into like the the 32-bit era then we get stuff like the voice acting right we get the fmv yeah. video that's actually taken from the from the series and stuff um you know going back to captain Subasa, that had a release in 96 for the for the playstation one captain Tsubasa J get in the tomorrow yeah just Strange. it's Gendo Akari uh get in the tomorrow Tsubasa <laughs> get in the tomorrow <laughs> and um and so this was also you know a soccer game of course but it had like a story mode mm-hmm. um animated clips in between to like tell the story and that, that follows the the storyline of the show and And this is what, you know, why I was asking earlier, but there you get like special moves that are based on the, the series, like Uh crazy soccer kicks and like crazy ways to, for the goalie to catch the ball. Yeah, Of course. Yeah. Stuff like that, like that. That's like impossible. So um, yeah. 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 Like the power of friendship Uh and believing in yourself. Um, so, so yeah, like a lot of, um, and then, and then stuff like super robot wars, like they started getting the actual voice actors, to not not just like pulling clips but they'd get the voice actors in the studio to record new lines mm-hmm. um they would um they would they, they, they were trying to get the stuff to feel as close to like being like authentic in the anime yeah over in the arcades and like you know a, a far cry like much <laughs> a lot better than those like laser disc uh, era games um, I thought the uh, the Sailor Moon arcade game was really good did you ever did you ever play this I, I think I played a roM of it I've never I've never seen a cabinet anywhere
1: that had it
0: I I saw a cabinet in Jersey like the year the year I lived in it went moved back to Jersey in, in high school um, it was it was Sega published here uh-huh. um, but I it, it was like you know, full voice acting. Um, they brought back all of the all the voice actors from the anime. Um, Naoko Takeuchi, the creator of Sailor Moon, like, she was involved in the production, like, mm-hmm. supervised everything would be cool and consistent. Um, really, really fun beat-em-up. I mean, it, you know, these are all basic. Like, beat-em-ups are always really basic, and they're meant to drain your quarters. Yeah, of course. But for, for the genre, like, pretty decent. Graphics are wonderful. They look, for the era, like, they look as close as you could probably get to pulling stuff from the anime. Yeah, of course. I feel like. And I always thought it was fun that, like, um, so, like, Tuxedo Mask is a, like, if you if you um, you get to certain parts of the level, like, he'll show up and you just throw a rose down and you could pick that up as, like, a health boost.
1: That's it. He wouldn't even, and, like,
0: it wasn't even, like, an assist yeah. where he just, like, clears the screen. And it would it would just make me think of that, you know that meme that's, like, my work here is done? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, you haven't done anything. Goodbye. And he just leaves. He flies. God. He just flies. <laughs> It's, it's, like, it's exactly that. Um, so, so, yeah, like, uh, very cool. I, I do recommend uh, trying that out, like, if you're, you know, if you're in a, like, old-school arcade emulation. Oh, totally, anything. yeah. Um, and then the other, the other one I thought was, like, very gorgeous. Again, like, working within its limitations as close as you could get to the, the anime. Um, Gundam Wing Endless Duel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Nintendo, or Super Famicom 1996. Absolute banger of a soundtrack. So is that gray. the is that the two D fighter?
1: Mm-hmm. Cause I think that the came Gundam out in the Wing. US. Is this unless is that that's Gundam Battle
0: Assault? So so that was the that was Gundam Battle Assault, um, that, that the Gundam Battle Assault series came out in the US. Yeah. But you, you did you did um, you did catch on to something maybe like the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers fighting game is the same engine is this it's oh their, like, I, I, that game,
1: did that game come out in the u.s i think it did
0: yes 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 because it was because it was power rangers it wasn't it was uh strictly a power rangers game not okay like super sentai so they um i believe power rangers came first and they refined it into Gundam to wing endless duel oh, absolutely that like, game great kicks gameplay ass. yeah it it's it feels like really ahead of its time because like i i obviously played it well after it came out mm-hmm. on an emulator and I was doing stuff like more like modern fighting games, you know, like trying to do like dash dashes and like air dashes like and, and like, stuff, yeah, and stuff like that. And it and it like works. And I'm like, oh, well, when did this game come out? Well, 96 like, like that's I mean, that's
1: early, about the same early. time because I mean, like, I think what Alpha or Zero came out in like ninety five.
0: That sounds. About and right. that they yeah. kind of
1: still had like that's where you, you got more refined. Like they were no longer just you know Street Fighter two kind of right, type of right. yeah you actually have like air blocks and stuff like that interesting i'm surprised that yeah like that kind of you know not really stemming from a uh, a game company that focused on fighters like capcom or something that they would still kind of have mm-hmm. such refined gameplay
0: yeah and i believe so this was it was bandai published i believe it was natsume um oh, okay developed it yeah and yeah again not known i mean what they're, they're kind of it's like for, harvest, like, moon. harvest <laughs> moon yeah <laughs> yeah or like and, su- and then,
1: Sukoiden? Su- is it Sequoia? So, I think, yeah. Were they? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That might be Natsume. I don't know.
0: Um, so yeah, great, great game. I um, highly recommend you, you track that one down. Definitely. Um, yeah. Another, so another interesting one. Have you heard of a Bandai Pladia? No, never. So it was a weird like attempt at Bandai releasing their own console. Oh, okay. It's a system. It's a system. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's just it's weird and it's, and it's very, it's, a, I looked it up. It's, this like colorful, like blue box of very colorful buttons and all that. Uh-huh. Um, and it was, it was definitely targeted at like a younger audience. Yeah. And oddly enough, it was released a few months before Bandai and Apple collaborated on the Pippin system, which like Ugh, also. This thing is ugly. Failed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it screams children's toys. Yeah, like,
1: if, if you, if the listeners, like, if you remember, like, the, um like, the, the Leaf computers, like, when you were, like, a kid's <laughs> laptop, it looks like this. It's just, like, yeah. it's a, it's a, it looks like a Dreamcast. If the top half was blue, bottom half was green, and all the buttons were, like, yellow and primary colors, ugh.
0: Yeah, it, it, it looks like a fake console yeah. that you can give a child to, like play or like a dog toy version of a console that's true something. yeah totally <laughs> like a chew toy shaped shaped like a console um so dragon ball z it's mostly lived in um kind of like weird rpgs or like fighting games mm-hmm. uh you know earlier on we were talking about how it had some like platformers and stuff um this uniquely though it's a fmv game uh-huh Again, again, kind of like those Dragon's Lair ones, but I don't, I don't think this has the reflex-based gameplay. Okay, I think it's, it's just strictly like choices, and this is where that like advantage I was, I was alluding to earlier of like, oh, if you've seen the anime already, like you know how what you should do, right? Of course, yeah. And so this is uh, Dragon Ball Z: Plan to Eradicate the Saiyans. Um, It was released as an OVA initially, and then they adapted it into like a game, which is kind of like it's kind of Wait, weird so because it's like, like oh is it the bardock movie it's it's not it's set during the cell game it's set during the like 10 day gap in the cell game what <laughs> what they they were busy Yes. sure and then a bunch of they bring back a bunch of the previous movie characters from the dead okay like turles and like all them and they have to like Eradicate the Zanes. Like make them dead again okay um <laughs>
1: yeah real dragon ball z plot and,
0: and and if you if you uh you're telling me they have to did you tell me they're not going to talk this out in a dragon ball z no of course not fiction um and so uh so yeah kind of an interesting little like sidebar of it of for dragon ball z they they wound up re-releasing it as an ova again uh-huh. i think i think it's actually like a bonus in uh one of the the later uh dragon ball z like ps2 two ps3 games okay um it's it's a little like bonus feature you can just watch the storyline play out as a as an ova it's like a it's like a about two episodes worth of material weird okay i'd check that out basically yeah so kind kind of interesting and then um you know i think i think last on this on this list for just like Interesting releases in this era. Um, Magic Knight Ray Earth. Are you familiar? With oh yeah, him? I know. That. I, yeah. I don't, I'm
1: not a fan, but I mean, I've been uh-huh. looking at pictures of Magic Knight Ray Earth since I was like you know ten or eleven. Like they they were just. It was one of those another one of those animes like Record of Lotus War. Mm-hmm. Like it was just always at Suncoast.
0: Yeah, and it, 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 I think this was one that was always it was always advertised in you know like I like Wizard or like the back of comics mm-hmm. and stuff. Both the anime and the game that was released for. I didn't realize it was an anime until after the game had come out. Okay. And then I read reviews or whatever. It's like, Oh, it's an adaptation. It's not just like a cool looking game. Yeah. Um, so this was, this was actually one of the first Japanese games for the Sega Saturn, mm-hmm. but ironically it was one of the last, or rather it was the last U S released Sega Saturn game. Okay. So it's incredibly rare. It's incredibly valuable. The, the U S version at least, uh-huh. Um, it's kind of like an action RPG with like tag team style gameplay so you, you rotate out oh, okay. which of the three girls you are because uh-huh. um, they're, they're like I think you know like the, the main girl is as um, she has like fire powers the other one has ice yeah. and then wind like it's or water and wind it's like elemental stuff yeah earth wind uh, and fire the, the graphics are yeah <laughs> the graphics I, I think they're gorgeous, you know, for, for the era for an early yeah. Saturn game. Yeah. Yeah, like a two, really bright, colorful two D graphics. Um something the Saturn was known famously like known for emphasizing over three D, which good and bad. Yeah. Um it used F M V video from the anime series and like the intro sequence is the intro sequence for the game. It has the, the song um uh, in it, the the OP. Um the the whole reason that this was an early Japanese release and a late American release, though, mm-hmm. is because they, they, it, it was a long translation process because of all the, the text and dialogue. Text, right, yeah. But yeah. they had to actually rebuild part of the source code from scratch. Oh, OK. Was it just the source code just going get saved? There was a hard drive crash in oh, Japan. Oh, interesting. And they, they lost a portion of the source code. And, so, and this, was, um, this was Working Designs, yeah. um, who translated a ton of uh, anime games and like RPGs and stuff of the era. Mm. Um, they're they're like iconic for for you know releasing this type of game yeah um, and they decided though to this was kind of neat like they wanted they wanted it to appeal to collectors so each um, there's three release or three CD designs for the game one for each of the girls Okay. Or the, or the heroines of the game yeah so on top of the fact that it's like rare and valuable there's three versions like floating out there for oh, the okay. game too I saw this at you know Zio records yeah. um here in Vegas um i saw a copy of it for like 400 or 499 really like a year or two ago holy shit and i, I it was it was like yeah you know, and and having heard of the game before and like it having already knowing it had a bit of that reputation it was like, i was like they're allowing me to breathe the same air right. as this uh, yeah, yeah yeah as this thing are they charging me to look at it Oh, geez. um it has like a holographic, like or not like what's the like the shiny hole. Holofoil like? Yeah, yeah. It was really cool. Like it was really cool looking. Okay. But, but yeah, so like that that was kind of like a bookend for for that era. And I mean I know we didn't really get into PlayStation in this episode because I feel like that's its own. Yeah,
1: I, I definitely think there's there's beast. so much anime in the PS1, PS2, or uh, Gen 5, I think that is. Like there's just so much in there that we could definitely like make that a whole episode. Mm -hmm. um especially because there's so much like you know that's when anime blew up in the u.s and everybody was just hungry for it so you know the importing was way way more lax than it was before that um Mm -hmm. and there'd just be way too much for us to cover for the for today's episodes um i had a question for you before we kind of wrapped up though so do you have a favorite anime game like regardless of what generation? Like, is there a game that you kind of played the most? That is a a game that you're like, ooh, I like this anime, and I like this game.
0: So so discounting, you know, my obsession with Super yeah, Robot. Don't Wars, say Super um, Robot. Wars. But, but unsurprisingly, um, I'm gonna I would have to say. And this is on the this is for the PS two, uh-huh. um, Mobile Suit Gundam, Gundam versus Zeta Gundam. Okay which was the sequel, you might've heard of Federation versus Zeon. Yes. Um, which but the, these kind of became the like Gundam versus, Gundam extreme versus right. as, like all those weird, which they got like crazy and like faster and uh-huh. added a bunch of mechanics. But um, Gundam versus Zeta Gundam, I played the hell out of um, mainly because you, you, there's a story mode with a timeline. And if you take like, if you save certain characters or if you kill certain characters, that are like really hard it'll branch and it'll become different oh like, story nice. be like oh like Amro, you know hypothetically i don't know if this is one or not but i, I do know that the it results in this but like oh shit like Amro dies branch bunch of stuff happens oh shit now shar is in the gundam and it's painted red and oh cool but, but he's against the zombies yeah he's yeah. not really with the federation like so you have the, like all these like cool branches um that can that can happen in the game but it's just a fun like action like borderline arena fighter i was gonna say yeah did it have that sort, sort of, of like, like
1: zone of the Enders kind of play style where you're kind of you know behind the the pilot like a third person mm-hmm. behind the okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: so yeah I, I played the hell out of that um and then oh, maybe like dragon ball z budokai 3 yeah i believe also on ps2 yes it um was. And I know we would, my friends and I would spend hours just doing the like teleport behind each other counter. <laughs> like, I was just like, huh, sorry, huh, kid, huh, huh, nothing huh.
1: personal. <laughs> Wait, so like, yeah, that that was like, I remember Bodokai 3 was like, that was where they're like, hey, we're going to just throw in every Dragon Ball Z character. Even that fucking farmer guy that just tries to, you know, fight Raditz at the beginning. Like, it's just like everybody <laughs> you can imagine is in that game. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, that very, was like the first, yeah, like that was the first dragon, like that's when like, Dragon Ball Z popularity was at like a critical mass where, you know, you've got everybody's watched it It's like it's sort of synonymous with the word anime itself mm-hmm, And it was just mm-hmm. like this love letter to you know to fans It,
0: it was it was you know, it was like the gate a or like the gateway anime for for so many people yeah. And so like this this was the like culmination of all that uh-huh. um, All in one place yeah, uh, how about I, how about yours? Uh, what was your so fave?
1: My favorite anime game, um, you know, my favorite anime of the two thousands for most of my life is uh, Hajime no Epo. So uh, there were two Hajime no Epo games, both for the PS two. I think there no actually. I think one was a PS one game, and then they had a couple PS two games. Um, in the US, it was licensed as Victorious Boxers um it was based off of like it uses the same engine as an actual japanese boxing game which would use like actual fighters um but they kind of just animate it so um it was very interesting it was like a third person boxing game where you know based on the anime like say for instance there was a guy who was like really fast what he can kind of do is like that guy can like slow down time and so the game was very broken because you had these guys who could just stop time and guys who could not stop oh. time. Um, but me and my buddy Francis would just play it for hours on end, and it would just like it was so fun because it was like very like ragdoll physics, and you would just watch somebody just get fucked oh. up. Because there was a guy I like you had like a uh, he had a special move where it was called the shotgun, but he would just punch you like you know a kinshiro would punch essentially. <laughs> and if you were you, you had a guy who was countering him. Um in slow motion and you were good enough, you could just dodge every single you know, punch that was coming at you. And it would it would give you these real kind of like anime moments. Um, oh, okay, okay. And yeah, Victorious Boxers, it was very rare. I think it was published by like I wanna say Infogrames or like Oh no, it was exceed. Um in the US. It was very limited run. Um, I remember when I worked at GameStop, I was like telling my boss, "I was like, hey, order this game. I know we're probably gonna get like three copies. Like, I want a copy of this game." Um, I don't know if I still have it somewhere, but yeah, if you ever have a PS Two and you feel like you know you want to watch some anime shit, like Hajime no Ippo, Victorious Boxers for the PS Two is is a gem. And that was yeah, that's that's one of my favorite
0: that, games. I feel I feel like that series has had so many names yeah here in the yeah in the West, right? that was fighting fighting spirit, spirit or... in the us yeah 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 no i i love and you know like speaking to to Budokai 3 also like those those games where you you can you can bring in friends who like even if they don't know the anime or like the characters or whatever you can just have those like fun anime moments and you're just yeah. like oh shit like you know dodging and blasting each other and
1: yeah just shotgun punching yeah exactly yeah, it's just it's just, it fun. Just,
0: yeah which isn't that what video games should be about? Damn really, it. truly,
1: yeah. Um, so Jorge, I mean, that, I think that kind of wraps up our episode for the for the week. Um, you know, I'd like to kind of get viewers um, input and see what we want to maybe want to do next. I know that you and I were kind of throwing around some ideas, you know, like isekai, um, things of that nature. Uh, so yeah, you know, if the viewers want to or the listeners want to. Chime in on social media. You know you can find us at Aging Otaku's on Twitter. Um, we are also at Aging Otaku's on Instagram. Um, you know if you want to
0: reach out to us directly, uh, Jorge, where can they find you? So I'm on Twitter at List of Heckles. Um, so yeah, go ahead and and follow me, and I I'm I'm usually um, following up on whatever crazy, you know, wrestling event is, uh, is happening or, you know, whatever I'm watching at the time, um, anime wise or, or otherwise or playing at the time. Nice.
1: Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow me, uh, my name is chambray, like the fabric underscore poppy like dad in Spanish. Um, I am now back to being a public account. I'm no longer, uh, blocked cause I don't give a shit if my job finds out about all the, the leftist and pro union stuff I post on Twitter. So and it's Labor Day, so happy Labor Day, happy Labor Day, Jorge. That's uh, that's our episode for this week. If you want to reach out, uh, you can also reach out to us by email. We are at agingotakus at gmail.com. Uh, please leave us a review on iTunes or follow us on Spotify. We are on both of those. And um, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it, uh, Jorge. Do you have anything else you want to reach into, or
0: um, yeah, if um, you know if you if you felt that there's a game that maybe we, we neglected or that you're just a big fan of and maybe people haven't really heard of, let us, you know, let us know you've, you, you have your ways of, uh, of reaching us. And, um, yeah, let us know, let us know what you think, you know, with, with this episode and with future ones, like what you think of our new, new formats or new, uh, 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 shaking things up a bit. Yeah. And, let us know if um, you hate it
1: or yeah. you know, let us know if you love it. You know, it doesn't, doesn't yeah. matter to
0: us. If you want to be a pedant about, you
1: know, something we probably got wrong on today's episode, also, let us know, you know. We want yeah. that engagement. Are we mispronouncing things? Are we pronouncing things too well? We're like a couple of baka gaijins, so yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised.
0: But um, like a baka.
1: Yeah. So yeah, uh, I'd say that's pretty much our episode for this week. Uh, tune in next time, and I guess we'll see you later. Bye. <laughs>